0: You're listening to the CIP Podcast, The Study Abroadcast, Season 4, Episode 3. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and in this show, we'll explore the world of study abroad, offering advice, insights, and travel stories, bridging perspectives and cultures along the way. On this episode, we'll be speaking with the Study Abroad Manager about new and exciting programs with CIP. Let's get right into it. Today on our show, we're pleased to welcome Allison. To get started, Allison, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role with CIP?
1: Uh, Sure. So I've been working at the Centre for International Programs for a little over 15 years. I started off as one of the Education Abroad Advisors and have now been working as manager for the last five years. So as study abroad manager, I oversee all of our study abroad programs and make sure they run smoothly. I negotiate our exchange agreements with universities around the world and I manage some Government of Canada scholarships for incoming exchange students and student researchers. But one of the biggest parts of my job is coordinating our faculty led summer field schools, which I love that part of my job because all of them have such cool themes and I get to work with some really great professors. In my early 20s, I participated in some amazing student programs in several countries in Africa through my involvement with World University Service of Canada. And those experiences really ingrained a love of traveling and learning about other cultures, which is why I'm passionate about providing these kinds of study abroad opportunities for students at University of Guelph. Seeing as
0: I also work at CIP, I know I'm biased but I think we do some pretty cool work here and it's neat to hear about all the different parts that you kind of work to make happen at CIP. So I know over the past uh, year you've been hard at work to get us some new partner universities. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the new partners and how you picked them or why?
1: Yeah, we usually get a few new exchange partners every year. In the past year, we've actually gotten quite a few, which is exciting. One of our new exchange partners is Universidade Federal de Lavras, or UFLA, in Brazil, And that's like our first partner in Brazil. It's our only partner in Brazil. So that's going to be a really great opportunity for students. The great thing is that students don't have to speak Portuguese to go on exchange there. They offer a selection of courses in English. And also Guelph students can do a research placement in English with one of their professors over the summer or any semester, really. La is mostly a science and engineering university with programs such as agriculture, biological science, biomedical science, chemistry, physics and computer science. There are several University of Guelph faculty who already have some research ties with UFLA and University of Guelph has received some student researchers from UFLA in the past, so it was a natural progression to start an exchange program with them. With University of Reading in England, I believe they approached us about becoming exchange partners. I was lucky enough to be able to visit University of Reading campus this past summer And I was surprised about how many similarities there are with Guelph. They have about the same number of students as University of Guelph and most of the same academic programs. It's very green and pretty like University of Guelph's campus. The city of Reading is slightly larger than Guelph, but also has a river running through it with a lively downtown scene with restaurants, bars and shops. Brunel University London is our only exchange partner in London. So I think it will be really popular with Guelph students. It's located on the outskirts of the city and is about a 40-minute tube ride to get into central London. Our agreement was initiated by a Guelph professor in criminal justice and public policy who had contacts with Brunel's undergraduate law program. However, Brunel offers many of the same programs as well, so students from a variety of programs can go there on exchange. I also got to visit Brunel, their campus this summer, and I'd say it's a bit more modern-looking, of a campus than Guelph as the buildings are like more close together. They look maybe like newer, more modern architecture, and it's not quite as green a campus. But if you like that really kind of more urban feel, then it's a good choice. We're also about to sign an exchange agreement with University of Leeds, which is in the northern England county of Yorkshire. And Guelph students will be able to go there next year with a population of close to 800,000 people. Leeds is actually the fourth largest city in England and University of Leeds has about twice the number of students as Guelph. It's a great choice for students who are looking for a bigger city experience and the region of Yorkshire is known for its beautiful countryside and Dales. Again, Leeds has many of the same academic programs as Guelph. So if students want any more information about these partners or any of our partners, they can look at our program search button on the CIP website and you can actually search which universities offer your academic program or you can search for specific universities or by country. I know England has
0: always been a popular choice for students who are considering studying abroad, so I'm glad to hear that we have two and soon to be three new partners there. But from your experience, are there other exchange partners, new or old, that you think offer a neat opportunity or experience and maybe they fly under the radar of students? I know it's a really personal decision for students to pick where they want to go, but basically are there programs that you think deserve more consideration from students?
1: So my first recommendation would be to look at some of the partner universities that we have for exchange in Germany. We have quite a few partners through the Ontario batten butenberg program, which is a provincial consortium that has many different partners in the Batten-Bootenburg region of Germany. But we also have some regular exchange partners in Germany that are also really great. So those are University of Bremen, University of Hohenheim and University of Konstanz. I got to visit all three of those exchange partners this summer while I was in Europe. And yeah, we don't always have that many students applying for Germany. And I'm not really sure why, because all of those universities offer a really great range of courses in English, They are in beautiful cities, all of which have like historic downtown areas. So it's a combination of like modern cities. But yet there are these areas that have the old style European architecture and churches. So, yeah, I would really recommend students look at Germany as a really great destination to study. And all of those universities I mentioned in Germany, it's also possible to do a summer research placement with a faculty member. So that's another option uh, in Germany as well. Another partner that I'm not sure students are really aware of is KU Leuven University in Belgium. Again they teach a lot of courses in English and it's just a really interesting country. There's also a lot of French spoken there so if students want to practice their French it's a really good option. Another one is Lingnan University in Hong Kong That university actually teaches entirely in English. It is an English speaking university and it's one of the top 200 rated universities in the world. So it's quite prestigious, but we really haven't had a lot of students applying to go there and I'm not sure why. Our uh, director's daughter went on exchange to Lingnan a few years ago and she had a really amazing time there. So yeah, I definitely recommend looking at that one. And for business students, we have several good business schools that teach in English in France. Namely, ESC Clermont, Excelia, and Savoie Mont Blanc, and then also for business students, we have an exchange with Southwestern University of Finance and Economics, or SWUFE, in China. They teach in English, and since China is such an economic powerhouse and business partner in today's world, getting exposure to that culture, I think, is a really great opportunity for business students.
0: It's great to hear your perspective about. Maybe some of these details about the partner universities that students wouldn't necessarily pick up on just through looking at their website or through some of your own travels to these places. It's great uh, to hear some of these underrated options. So, something that you mentioned at the beginning was another big part of your role is working on coordinating the field schools. For those of you who don't know what field schools are, they are courses offered by U of G professors, where you travel with the professor and a group of U of G students to a host country for a couple of weeks to study on a specific topic or theme. You engage with the local community members, organizations, faculty or students, and they're open to students from any program. So Allison, are there any new field schools being offered this summer, and how can students find out more?
1: So for summer 2024, we're offering three new field schools, and they are the France Field School, Parisian Artist Studios, and House Museums. I would love to do that uh, field school myself because my my minor is in art history, and it's going to be so interesting. Basically. The group of students are going to be studying different artists and sculptors right within the heart of Paris, going to the museums dedicated to those artists and even some of the artists' homes where they lived while they were working. So some of those include Monet and the gardens that he is so famous for painting. The students are going to get to see that. Rodin, who's one of the most famous sculptors ever They're going to go to the Rodin Museum and to his house, the Musée d'Orsay, which has the most amazing collection of Impressionist art. And interestingly, they're going to learn about some female artists from that era who are just starting to be recognized. The students are going to be staying at the Maison des étudiants canadiens, which is a special hostel basically for Canadian students that are doing programs in France. And we've worked with that hostel before and it's really great so it's right in the heart of Paris yeah and students are going to really have access to everything that Paris has to offer the second new field school that we're offering is the Germany field school remembrance as reconciliation the dark histories of Canada and Germany that field school is going to take place in Constance Germany as I mentioned earlier we have our an exchange agreement with University of Constance and they're going to be helping us to run this field school. The students are going to be staying in a hostel in Constance, but University of Constance is going to be hosting our group for a couple of meals and a couple of activities. And about 12 Constance students are also going to participate in the program. So this field school is really neat because there's going to be interaction with actual local students from the area. And the program aims at sharing perspectives about how Canada and Germany have tried to come to terms with some dark periods in their history. For Germany, that would be the Holocaust. And for Canada, that would be the residential school system. So in Germany, they've sort of made, I think, more progress at representing the Holocaust and remembering it. But in Canada, we're just sort of starting to come to terms with what happened with the residential school system. And so, yeah, so the students are going to be able to really share some interesting perspectives from both nations. The third new field school is the USA Field School, Landscape and Art Design Influences in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. So the students are going to be learning about different forms of art installations and landscape architecture, in nature they're going to visit places like joshua tree park palm springs obviously los angeles and las vegas the las vegas strip so i think it's going to be really interesting especially students that may be in studio art or landscape architecture but students from any programs are are able to apply and will be considered there are also four other field schools being offered that have been offered before in the past and they're in Sweden, the Netherlands, Madagascar, and the Caribbean. So if students want to see uh, information about all the field schools that are being offered, you can just go to the CIP website and they're all listed there.
0: I know every time I learn about one of the new field schools, I'm like, oh, I would love to do that. And then I hear about another one, I'm like, oh, but I could do that one too. <laughs> they're very like unique and neat opportunities. So I do hope that the students participate in these new ones. So I know, as we were just talking, that there are so many unique and different types of opportunities for study abroad offered through CIP, and it's hard to talk about all of them in just one episode of our podcast. So is there anything else that you would like to share about whether it's new programs being offered or the study abroad experience?
1: I think we've pretty much covered everything that's being offered as far as new programs, but i just say, you know, there are just so many different types of programs being offered there's really something to fit every student's needs or preferences so we've got short-term programs in the summer which work well for students that might not be able to take an entire semester to go on exchange per se and also those summer programs are usually early in the summer so you still have time to come back and work for the rest of the summer we have summer research programs where you can go and do research with a faculty member at one of our partner universities for the summer. Those all are also work well for students who may be taking courses and getting those credits transferred might be difficult with their specific program. So it's a great opportunity to get a research experience. And those can sometimes be used as a co-op placement as well. And then we have our field schools and we have our traditional exchange programs. So yeah, there's just, there's lots of different choices. I wish there had been These types of programs, when I was a university student, I, you know, looking back, I feel like I would have done all of them. But yeah, the fact that University of Guelph has so many different types of study abroad programs to offer, I really hope students will take advantage of that. Great
0: final comments. And any other advice for somebody who's considering study abroad?
1: I would say have an open mind about where you want to study abroad. So I think we've mentioned Australia and the UK tend to be the most popular choices. And because of that, some of them can be quite competitive. So it's a good idea to use all of the five choices that you get to put on the application ranked in your order of preference and to not list all of your choices in the same country. Even though Australia and England are great, we have some other hidden gem locations and partners for study abroad that students don't always consider. And I mentioned some of those earlier. So yeah, I'd say keep your keep your options open and maybe choose a variety of different locations or partners when you are putting in your application.
0: That was some great advice. And yeah, I do agree. Just like take some time, look at all of the options that are available and maybe consider some that you haven't considered before. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Study Abroadcast. Don't forget to explore your own study abroad opportunities on the CIP website uoguelph.ca slash CIP, or follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is CIP underscore Guelph. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Allison for sharing her advice, insights, and travel stories. Stay tuned to our next episode, where we look to unpack the study abroad experience even further.